The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Week 9, welcome to Stacking the Box. We hope that your election hangover is... Uh... Is okay. I actually, Verderam, I had orange soda, two bananas, tequila lime chicken, uh, Snickers ice cream bar, and some popcorn. You, on the other hand, went a little harder. Yeah, I had, uh, well, I, I took a, my, a big glass out of the cabinet, and I had two rum and Cokes, and then uh, my wife made me a double, and uh, then I don't remember. I, don't, I, I, I had a lot. I had a lot. And I, and I pounded a ton of water and passed out on my couch at about 340 in the AM. See, now that, that, that backend effort is what I've just been trying to avoid in my life since my freshman year at the University of Hartford in Connecticut after a very poor start to my academic career on the high school level. But I did bounce back and get to Iowa. We'll talk about that in another time. Week 9, Verderam. There's some great games this week. I'm super excited for Thursday night, uh, even though we've got COVID uh, – Situation with the Niners, who knows how that's going to turn out. But Green Bay and San Francisco is interesting to me, although the non-Garoppolo factor, I guess, is uh, makes it a little less interesting. But the Seahawks and the Bills, the Bears and the Titans, I'm always interested in the Bears. Ravens-Colts is a great game. Um, and then you get to Sunday Night Football, Saints and Bucks. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff this week. There is. And I, I'm i really interested in, in all of it. But, I, you know, I think, like, You've got to start right with Sunday night football. The Saints and the Bucks. Each team's lost twice. The Bucks beat the Giants on Monday night football. Didn't look great doing it, but they won the, the game, and that's all that counts. The Saints beat them week one, beat them pretty handily. How does that all shake out this time around? Right. Like I I am very curious to see uh how the Saints look in this game. The Bucks have played much better since then. I'd argue the Saints have not matched that level of play since then. So uh, what do we have? And then I'm fascinated by Seattle and Buffalo. Buffalo it's a good one. Like Buffalo to me, it's a little bit of a put up or shut up game as far as being an elite, elite top tier contender, right? Like you play Tennessee, you got you got handled. You played Kansas City, you got beat soundly. You've beaten all the teams you should beat. You beat the Rams. Like this is a big test at home. But Seattle's defense is not good. Like, what do you got? I'm really curious to see that game. So, and it's a great one too because you get you got to figure that the Bills' defense can how hard can they make it on the Seahawks' offense? Right. It's, and 
they're still going to score their Seattle. They've got the potential MVP. And so then the other side of it is, can the Bills offense do enough? Like I, that's the interesting thing to me, right? Can you middle it on defense and middle it on offense and get a win? And if you do that, then, I mean, Buffalo straight feels like they're a Super Bowl contender at that point. I would think, I mean, like I'm sure they're holding on somewhere that yes, we are Super Bowl contenders. We're the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and even if they beat Seattle, I should walk that back a little bit. I doubt that they feel super confident against Kansas city, but it would be a huge boost for the Bills. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, that would be their best win in how many years? And I don't say that demeaningly to the Bills. I mean, just seriously. I mean, that would be their best win, I would imagine, in a very long time. So, look, they slayed the Pats last week. It was an ugly game. It was a game where really could have gone either way. Um, they get the late fumble from Newton. And, hey, look, they won. So, they're in the driver's seat. Miami's lurking in the AFC East, but this is a big one. I really am curious. And then also, listen, um, I am interested in Indianapolis and Baltimore. Baltimore sure. outplayed Pittsburgh about every way you could do it on Sunday, but Jackson turned the ball over four times. There is this narrative that I, I now do believe in that he just does not beat good teams, does not ever seem to do it. The Colts are a good team. They're not an upper echelon team in my eyes, but this would be a nice win for Baltimore. He goes on the road. They win this game. They get to six and two. They stay in the race for the AFC North. They got to have it. And on the flip side, Indianapolis, they're tied for the divisional lead. So like both of those teams in the AFC could be a tiebreaker game down the road. It's important. Before we get to uh, Tennessee and Chicago, because we got to get the Bears in there, and that is a big game with playoff implications on both sides. Just want to tee up. The last time the Bills and the Seahawks played each other, it was 2008, Matt Berteram, Fun Carm. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Fact here. The first touchdown in the game was scored by Buffalo. You want to take a guess as to who scored it? Marshawn Lynch. Okay, fine. That's not that fun. You you. <laughs> I thought that was a good one there. It is, but I just I, – I knew he was with the Bills, so I figured that had to be who it was. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so, anyway, that, and by the way, that's play – the Seahawks played in Buffalo last I was time. I there's no way that was the last time they played. But yeah. In Buffalo, okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So, all right. Uh, as far as Tennessee and Chicago, uh, the Bears are reeling. The Nick Foles situation, we have officially figured out he's not going to save the Bears. The Bears' offensive line – is straight brutal. Uh, I rewatched Tennessee and Chicago, or I mean, sorry, the Bears and New Orleans again during the election last night, Verram, because I couldn't handle the election. Uh, should, I add, should I add my Roman Coke? Tro- Troy Aikman just straight annihilated the Bears the, from about the 12 minute mark of the third quarter to about the five minute mark. And then he doubled down again at the end of the game. So, uh, look, I, I think this is a, a huge game for the Bears, and, and I think Tennessee overall is is it's not as big for the Titans. But the, the Bears, if you go to five and four and you continue this momentum, three-game losing streaks are not good for 
you know, to make the playoffs. So to me, this is a huge game for the Bears. So I think it's equally important um, in the sense that whoever loses has lost three games in a row. You don't want to start to slide to that extent. Like, you know, listen, two, two game losing streaks in the NFL cause panic because it's a 16 game season and so on and so forth. You lose three games in a row. Now you're starting to go down a, a, a path that, you know, are you going to go into full on free fall? Now, yeah, I would agree with you. I do think the bears, if you, if you press me, is it more important for them? Yeah, probably. I mean, they're five and three, Tennessee's five and two, the NFC, a little more competitive in terms of the NFC wild card picture than the AFC wild card picture, but I, I got to tell you though, man, I, I think it's a real big game for both teams. Like Tennessee, after they play the Bears, they play the Colts, and then they're at Baltimore, and then they get the Colts again. Like I can make a real argument that those are the Bears are staring at five and six, at maybe six and five. Yeah, no, the schedule is extremely tough for Tennessee. Although the Bears still have to play the Packers twice, and uh, yep. I, look. I, I just look at it like, at least for me right now, I still look at Tennessee as they're a decent football team. The Bears, it feels like they just have to somehow get wins because there's 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 some winnable games on that schedule. But if you start, look, you, they, they could have beaten the Saints. Very That game, as bad as they played, they're in overtime. They had two near picks. I mean, Roquan Smith nearly had a pick. Eddie Jackson nearly had a pick. Either one of those happened. You probably win the game. Roquan for sure takes it to the house. I mean, he's he was there was nothing, no one in front of him. But that's how they have to win. And when you don't, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like the the Bears have like completely showed themselves in ways that everybody was calling out. But it's it's it just has happened so fast. Um, and. It, Tennessee, on the other hand, like you, you, you still have Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill's proven himself to be a good quarterback. Your offensive line is not completely in shambles. The division seems much more winnable. So I, I, that's why I don't think it's as big for the Bears. But let's let's go out to San Francisco here. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo ankle injury might miss the rest of the season. Do you see the Niners getting out of Garoppolo going forward here? And kind of like like legacy wise, San Francisco. I'm thinking about with Jimmy G. I think there's a very good chance that Jimmy Garoppolo is done in San Francisco. By the time he gets healthy this year, if he does, because they've talked about surgery being an option for the ankle, if he gets surgeries out for the year, otherwise he's out probably about six weeks. I think he's done there. Okay. You look at his contract. He signed for two more seasons. His cap hit next year is, is 26.9. If they cut him, trade him, move him, whatever, 2.8 million of that is dead money. That's nothing. That is not going to be the reason that they hold on to Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you're San Francisco, like let's say they go six and ten, seven and nine, I and mean, all these injuries, they might just fall off a cliff here. And they and, and the schedule's brutal because of the division they're in. Like if that happens, they're picking around 10th. And they can get a Trey Lance. If they can get a Kyle Trask out of Florida, I think you got to consider doing it, right? Like you get a cheap quarterback with a lot of upside, who's controllable for five years on a rookie deal plus tags, you you now have all that freed-up cap space to improve the team all over the place, wherever you want to do it. Like, do, would, is, in your eyes, is Garoppolo worth essentially $30 million? In today's market, I think you can certainly make the argument. He's 22-8, and eight, all right? 
look, when the I go Niners are twenty two and eight. Garoppolo that, having to be the quarterback of the team is twenty two. Uh, okay, but let let's go back to the year. What did when he stepped in? Were they not one and ten? And he went five and zero. Oh? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I believe that's right. I believe so. Right. So they were in the Super Bowl. They they had the lead. He missed the biggest throw of his life, but I still feel like the guy doesn't get enough credit for what he's done. They've been significantly better when he's been on the field. That's not really, that's not a hot take right there. It's just, that's a fact. So would I pay him 30 million a year for two more years coming off an ankle injury and try to eke out one more run with Jimmy Garoppolo? Probably. I probably would. I guess I just look at it and say, is he really a top half of the league quarterback? And every time I do my quarterback rankings, I have him right about 16th, 17th. He's not terrible. Like, I, I don't want to make it out like I think he's awful. I don't. I, I think he's average. But I think they're limited. And, you know, now they, listen, you could certainly make the argument they should keep him. That's why I put it on the, on the sheet. I think it's interesting. You could debate it either way. Like, I, you know, they, they were a better Jimmy G pass in the fourth quarter from potentially winning the Super Bowl last year. Um I just feel like if Shanahan got a quarterback in there that they didn't have to scheme the whole game around, they would be a team that every year would compete for a Super Bowl. As we're right now, I think they have to have certain circumstances to win. Now this year they've been racked by injury, but he's not been good. And there have been and even last year he didn't throw for four thousand yards. It wasn't like he was even that good last year. He just they ran the ball like crazy and they had an unbelievable defense. I I guess it would be a you know I'm not saying don't draft a quarterback and maybe even in the first round. And if you're picking way up, then, you know, it's a, it's a bigger play. I get it to pick a quarterback and have him sit behind him, which doesn't happen as much nowadays, but, and it's a very, a very expensive insurance policy, but I think it's one you got to pay ultimately because it's the most important position in sports as as they like to say. All right, let's go into the future. Which playoff contender needs a win most this week? Where are you going? So you could go a lot of different ways. Um, I, I, I will say Tennessee, and I kind of gave that away earlier. Tennessee's got to win this game. Look, I respect the Bears. They're really good defensively. You're at home in this game playing Nick Foles. Like, you're a good offensive team. You should be able to score 20 points. And if your defense can't do anything against Nick Foles, then you know what? It might be time to pack it in with this defense, which is stunk, by the way. They're the worst third-down defensive football by a mile. They're giving up 61% of conversions on third, and that's insane. Most teams, you're over, you're over 45%. You're brutal. 61%. Tennessee's got to win this game. You start getting into if they lose to the Colts. You know, I mean, they got the Colts twice and the Ravens coming up. That's very easily could be one and two, oh, and three. So I, I think the Titans, they really have to win. Um, I, I, I think for me that it's it's almost a fairly easy decision. So I'm going to go off the board on this one. I picked him to win the NFC East. This is a must-win wink for the Washington Football Team. You're yeah. at home. You're at home. You got the one and seven Giants. New York's played a lot of tight games. This is a this is no gimme for a two and five Washington football team. You're a three point favorite at home. 
You got to get to Daniel Jones. You got to cause some havoc. You got to get to win number three. And, uh, yeah, you got to hope that the Dallas Cowboys don't get to win number three when they're hosting the 7-0 Steelers. Here comes the Washington football team. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, I, it sounds funny because the division's terrible, but, like, you're not wrong. It's kind of true, right? Giants. Like, they got to win the game. You got to win so, the game, man. Like, uh, you can make – you can go a lot of pathways elsewhere. And, I'll tell you feel what, a- by the way, I got the Eagles winning that division, but, man, like – if you said to me who's your second team, it is Washington. It is. They can play defense. And Rivera's a real coach. Like they're not, they're not good, but they're they're better than Dallas. I mean, God almighty, Cooper Rush is gonna start this week. You kidding me? Uh, who the uh, hell is Cooper Rush? I have no idea. Disgrace. Uh, that's he's one of the best Cooper Rushes though out there. Uh, I, Washington. I don't know that he is. <laughs> he, I, I'd he, argue he's not. He he might not be the best Cooper Rush. I thought I could find a better one. There, deep dive. Cooper Rush will will have a better Cooper Somebody Rush for out Sunday. There, Google it. Figure it out. Send it to us. Quick timeout. Stay with us. You are listening to Stacking the Box. Let's do uh, – let's look at the Colts and the Titans in the AFC South. We've done a lot of Tennessee today, man. Well, yeah, uh, actually. But so that's let's okay. let's be brief on this one. I, look, I, I picked the Colts before the season to win the division, but I picked them to both finish 9-7 and seven, and the Colts just to win the breaker. Um, I, I am going to – I am going to stay with Indianapolis. You know, I'm going to stay with – and I'm torn. I'm torn on this. I think Indy's just a much better defensive team. So I'll stay with the Colts. But if Tennessee could do anything defensively, I'd like it more. But it's never a good sign when when your offseason plan to get a better pass rush was to sign Vic Beasley and J.D. Van Clowney, and you've already released Vic Beasley, and Clowney is a complete hood ornament. Um, That's never great. So – I'll take the Colts, but I think it's anybody's game. Obviously, we've, we've talked about two games in the next three weeks against each other. You're going to get a real good idea of where that race is after that. And to me, this comes down to schedule, but both schedules are very similar. And they're hard. I, they're both hard. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, I, I think Tennessee's schedule is, is slightly harder. Um, you know, you've got whatever you got the bears this week it's it's going to be a competitive game but you still have to go to baltimore you have to go to green bay but then you've got jacksonville you've got detroit you've got houston they but right. the, on the on the other side uh the colts play houston twice still so uh they, they haven't gotten their houston win which by the way it was a miracle that tennessee got that one done anyway I, to me the total coin flip at the end of the day i'm, I'm taking tennessee um i i like the cold weather factor with the Titans coming up here. I mean, how many cold weather games are they going to play here? It's more playoff time. Um, not that many at Green Bay is really the only one. So that's a terrible factor. Uh, they got Cleveland at home. So that's not, I wouldn't think that it's going to be freezing in Tennessee. But I just, I just think the Titans are more set up at least to grind out wins come playoff time than the Colts are. I think Phillip Rivers is going to look terrible by the time we get to January. So that, that yeah. may be true. Long term, I just like the Titans a little bit more. All right. Uh, which team will most regret not making a trade at the deadline? Uh, everyone's talking about Green Bay. I, I think that's where you're going with this. It has to be. I, and, and I, you know, I, brought, I want to bring this up. Like to me, there's these reports, and everybody hears them, you know, or heard the chatter about, you know, the Packers want to add a receiver. I'm not 
trying to kill Brian Gutekunst, the, the GM there for the Packers, but I'm going to anyway. Like, you had the whole offseason to go get him a target. You never did it. You go into the draft. You could have taken anybody. You didn't. You didn't take one receiver. You took a 250-pound running back and a, and a backup quarterback in the first round. Then you get to the deadline, and you can't agree on value with, with the Texans on Will Fuller, according to a bunch of different reports. Look, what are we talking about? Like, if you really think Will Fuller is the missing piece, then fine. Now, no, I'm not saying I even think that he was. But if you do feel that way, then go make a move. I'd also argue, hell, Desmond King to the Titans for a sixth-round pick. I think that's a steal. That kid's 25 years old. He's a former all-pro corner, all-pro returner. He's not playing to that level right now, but he's still good. He's been the best slot corner in the NFL this year, by the way, if you want to go on yards per target. So if you're the Packers, couldn't use that guy? You're 20th in every single defensive metric in football. Like, I I was shocked. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers, frankly, I'm pissed. Like, I am having an MVP-type year, and I'm looking at the Chiefs, who just can't stop adding guys around Mahomes. I'm looking at Seattle, who just went out and got Carlos Dunlap. I'm looking at the Saints, who just got Quan Alexander, who's not been great, but he's still an upgrade for them. I look at Tampa, who just got Antonio Brown, and I look at the Packers, who are just chilling out. Like, hey, Aaron, hopefully hope we can make it work again, man. Best of luck. At least you're not saddled with Mike McCarthy anymore. Yep. Uh, it's, it's a fair, fair, fair look. And I look, Julio Jones would have looked sweet in green Bay. If, uh, if we're going to go all bold here, I, I look at just on the flip side of this, what are the, you're the Houston Texans. You got some assets, right? Why not be aggressive? I, where, I'm with you. Where are you going, man? Kenny stills, Brandon cooks, JJ Watt, whatever you want to do. I mean, teams are screaming for wide receivers around the league. Yep. Uh, I, I just don't – I don't get that. It's like you don't know where you're at. I know that it's – you know, maybe you don't want to double, triple down on taking assets away from Deshaun Watson, but if I was him, I'd be, I'd be walking in and saying, hey, uh, my name's Deshaun, and I'm about the future. I know we're going nowhere. Whatever you think you need to do to make us a more competitive football team, I am in. And he I doesn't – yeah. I don't get it if you're Houston. Like, you have, you have Fuller who – you're going to resign him? If you're not going to resign him, what are you getting for him? A, a comp pick like trade him trade him right now trade him for a second round pick like jj watt like i get it he's a he's an icon he's the face of the franchise not only now but historically he's 31 you're not winning a super bowl jj watt move him move on accept it you screwed up his entire his entire prime is now gone no, i'm with you i hear you let's go to a sleeper team we're halfway through the year here man week nine who who do you got as your Outside shot to do something big come playoff time, sleeper team. So I'm going to stick with the team I had as a sleeper pick back in July, Arizona. Arizona is not going to win the Super Bowl, but they're a weird team to play and they're a tough team to play. They got a lot of weapons. Murray is a very hard guy to defend. Defensively, even with Chandler Jones being out, they have played adequately defensively. They're not great by any stretch, but they're not the tire fire so many of us thought they would be. Um, I think Arizona is a kind of team like they get in the playoffs and you catch them on the wrong day. They could beat you. Like I could picture them going to Seattle and win the game. I could picture them going to Lambeau and beating the Packers. Would I pick it? Probably not. That's why they're a sleeper, but I think they could do it. I wouldn't be stunned if they did it. 
So I, I think the Cardinals are better than people realize. Cardinals sitting at five and two. They're a good team. This one's tough. Because, uh, like, are the Bears officially a sleeper team at this point? Because they, I, I, they almost are. But I, I'm not going with Chicago because that would be way too much of a homer pick and seems ridiculous. Uh, I wonder about the Raiders who've okay. had flashes where they've looked good, but, like, I, I can't see them making a deep run. Tennessee would not be considered a sleeper, but – um, you know, I also feel like the just like the whole Titans thing is still kind of bizarre to people. I'll look at the Dolphins, like Tua. You gonna do something over there? Which also seems uh, unreal. I guess at the end of the day, here I'll go with the Rams. Um, even though they looked as bad as you could possibly look last week, that defense can dominate or and often does, and Goff can get hot. I like that. And the, and, the, and the division's up in the air, so maybe they get in and they just play above themselves. So I think, like, I think they're capable of doing it. I wouldn't say it's likely, sure but I'll take the I'll take the Rams. All right, we move on to place your bets. Five games for you: the Ravens, a two and a half point favorite at Indy. Where are you going? I'm going to take the Ravens to cover and a win uh, by about. A, I think they'll win by like three, maybe four. Tight game. And I do worry about Lamar in this game because they are good. Indy's good defensively. Indianapolis is a really well-coached team. They can play defense. They are they are excellent against the run. They are going to be a problem. I believe they're second in the NFL against the run, by the way. Um, the reason I am taking Baltimore is the Colts are the worst rushing team in the NFL. And I feel like you're going to get a lot of second and third and longs, and that's not great for Phillip Rivers against that defense. I could see Rivers throwing three picks in this game. So I'm taking Baltimore, but I would not be shocked. If the Colts can mitigate the mistakes with Rivers, I wouldn't be shocked if they won. I can't pick Indy. Baltimore, you are the better team. You are going to play better. You are – I listen. I the Colts defense. Everything you said is, is is spot on correct. I mean, they make you look bad, which which scares me for Lamar. But Lamar, you are going to hear the noise this week. It is going to anger you, and you're going to have your best game of the year. I'll I'll take the Baltimore Ravens of the better football team uh, to cover on the road. All right, the Chiefs home with Carolina, ten and a half point favorite. Do they keep uh, murdering teams, Matt Verderam? I feel like the line's a little high because Carolina's actually played pretty well and they, they get McCaffrey back this week. They, I, I don't know if people realize this. Robbie Anderson's on pace like 1,400 receiving yards. DJ Moore's on pace for 1,200 receiving yards. Now, I know part of that is, you know, McCaffrey there is just spreading, you know, throwing the ball a little bit more. Still, who cares? Like, this is still great years. That all said, I'm taking the Chiefs to cover for one reason, for one reason. They have covered 16 of their last 17 games and won them all. Like, I just... Other than that weird game with the Raiders, and and listen, that could happen again, sure. But, like, I'm just going to keep picking up the cover. I mean, they they were a 20-point favorite last week. They covered the spread. Now, the the Panthers are not the Jets. But, yeah, I'll take them to cover the spread. I I feel like looking at it that it's a little high, but then I look at it and say, well, yeah, if you're Vegas, you got to keep making it higher and higher and higher, right? Like, at some point, you got to try to win back some of it. So, I'll take the Chiefs to win by, you know, 13, something like that. Carolina is one of the weirdest teams this year. Remember when the Panthers were 0-2 and, and it looked like they would never win a game? Remember when the Panthers were 3-2 and two and people were yes. talking about them being a playoff team? 
Oh, then they lost three in a row and they're three and five. And I think this week is uh, clearly going to be number four. Next week is five. They play the Bucks. Uh, I will not pick against Kansas City probably the rest of the year in any spread. I'll take the Chiefs. Seahawks, two and a half point favorite at Buffalo. Taking Seattle. I'm taking Seattle. I don't, I just be, and I'll tell you why. I think Allen's going to play well in this game. I have no faith at all that Buffalo can stop them. Zero. Like, this could be a game it's 38-34 and Wilson throws for 450 yards. Like, I, it's just they the Bills are dead last in pressure rate. Not great when you're playing Seattle. Like, that is just a recipe that screams touchdowns galore. I think the Bills are competitive. I don't think it's a backdoor, you know, tight game or anything. I think it's a real tight game, like back and forth. I just believe that Wilson will duel Allen mostly because I, I think that Seattle's defense, while terrible, they get Dunlap, Adams might be back. Maybe that's just enough to give them the win. West Coast teams playing noon games in the East Coast, one o'clock, uh, obviously, noon central, whatever. Yeah, you know, it, it never goes well. So – but I also like to put my money on the better football team. And I think Seattle is clearly that. So, but I'm going to take the bills to eke out a one point 29 or to lose uh, the Seahawks to eke out rather a one point 2019 somehow, some way Russell Wilson has a key drive at the end of the ball game and the Seahawks walk out of there a winner, but I think it's tighter than two and a half. So I okay. will take, I will take the Buffalo bills to cover Raiders at the Chargers, Los Angeles, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Chargers, by the way, my guy Justin Jackson is doing work over there. I don't know if people are noticing the former Northwestern Wildcat who was a seventh-round pick for the Rams, but good. he's been playing some damn good football. Go ahead. What do you got? So everything in my being wants to take the Chargers here, but I'm not going to be the media dope like we all have been who just keep riding the Chargers. The Chargers, I think, are more talented. They never won in the game. They know, like at some point, like don't you like to be fair to the Raiders? I, I've not been on the Raiders because of their defense, and that's what worries me in this game again. Is Herbert? I think is going to have a really big day because the Raiders are dead last in quarterback hits. Allen, uh, or excuse me, Herbert's got a lot of weapons, but man, can't you just see the Chargers having like a ten point lead, just blowing it? I mean, that it seems to be what they do. So until the Chargers win the game that they're supposed to win. I'm riding with the Raiders. I, you know, I, I think the Raiders find a way, even though I do believe that the Chargers, top to bottom, are more talented, but they don't finish. So, I just feel like giving my love to the Chargers this week. Good rush. Let, good. Good. Let's well, I, let's go, Justin Herbert. You're, he's been. I mean, he's tied with Russell Wilson for the NFL lead in touchdown passes that travel at least 15 yards in the air, Matt, for Ram with nine. There's a stat for you. He leads the league with seven scoring throws that travel over 20 yards. Bombs away. Let's go. Raiders going down. Herbert through the air, and he closes in on Joe Burrow in the rookie of the year chase. You, the Chargers deserve a win. Can we, can we just get to a deserving situation here? Um after I just thought about, by the way, making the Raiders my sleeper team. I, Los Angeles, I, 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 will I, I will take you all over the map, Carm. Dolphins and the Cardinals. Arizona, your sleeper team, Vertoram, is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I like the Dolphins a lot, but I love the Cardinals here. Love them. The Ditto. Dolphins, 
the Dolphins are coming across the country. The Cardinals are off a bye. They've got the better quarterback. Two has now played a game. Cardinals have a little tape. Two looked off on that game. Uh, I, I think this is a rough game. And the Dolphins have been blitzing a lot lately. It's worked for them. I don't know that it works in this game. If you blitz a lot here, Murray's out the back door and he's running all over you. They've got receivers who can win one-on-one. I think the Cardinals are going to win this game really big. And, and I, I think the Dolphins bounce back. I think they stay in that wild card race as long as two of us and totally bomb out here. But I, this spot, I really like the Cardinals. Five and a half seems like a lot of points, which is why I like Arizona, especially here. Uh, Tua flat sucked. He was, I mean. it's not good. It's not good. He didn't throw for 100 yards. I mean, that's just uh, – and he got a little bit better better late in the game, and he was going up against a good defense in the Rams. I get all that, but like – Their longest drive in that game, not to cut you off, their longest drive was 33 yards. Right. I, I, I will take – And he's got 28 points. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right. well, four turnovers uh, from Mr. Goff will, will do that for you. Uh, I'll take Arizona. Let's go. In or out. We got four for you. Joe Burrow, we're going deep. Let's see your future, be your future. Right. Joe Burrow, which I just actually mentioned this, will have a better career than Justin Herbert. I got to be in on that, right? You got you to love Joe Burrow. Are you, are you going contrarian here? I'm in, but I got to tell you, I really did think about it for a while. I think they're both going to be really good. Really good. The reason I'm in, and this is a weird sentence to say, I kind of like what the Bengals are doing. Like they defensively, they're still not good. But you know what? Last offseason, for the first time literally ever, they spent money in free agency. They willfully tried to get better. And I know that sounds like a real baby step, and it is, but it's it's a step they hadn't taken. Like they actually went out and spent some money. They've got some weapons around Burrow. I I like Zach Taylor a lot as a head coach. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's a good fit. So I like where the Bengals are going. This problem I have with the Chargers is, and, and the reason I'm going Burrow over Herbert really is nothing to do with Herbert. I think Herbert's fantastic. He was really impressive when I saw him down at the senior bowl. I, I don't think they've got the right head coach. Andy Lynn is a nice guy. I don't think he's a terrible coach, but man, like Dan Quinn, when you're losing all those games, the way they're losing them, that's a coach problem at some point. Like the talent's there. They're getting these leads. They're not putting them away. And then, and I just wonder what the Chargers like. That's a franchise that always seems to go one step forward, two steps back. So I'll take Burrow. But, man, I think both of them have really, really high ceilings. I like it. I, I mean, it looks like the Chargers certainly did well, and uh, obviously the Bengals have. But I, I got to – listen, Joe Burrow is going to be better than Tom Brady. Just go watch my video from uh, the championship game last year. All the LSU fans were just – I mean – they, they, they all, we're all in on Burrow. I'm with them. Burrow over Brady and over Herbert in this particular situation. I'm, I'm in. Odell Beckham has played his last game in Cleveland in or out? I'm out, but I don't think it's impossible. This has been a, a weird marriage the whole time. He's never seemed totally happy. Mayfield has underperformed. I think he's back one more year because next year he's due uh, against the cap, 15.75. His dead cap is almost equal to that. It's 12.8. After that, he's got two years of 15 mil on the books, not a cent of dead money. So I could see the Browns moving him, you know, maybe being willing to eat a little bit of dead cap and say, look, we're going to move on. 
Stefanski's in the building. Andrew Barry's in the building. Maybe they don't want him there anymore. They, they decide it's not a great fit. I think he's back for one more year. But I do think it's possible that at the end of the season, the Browns sit down, depending on how the rest of this year plays out, and they say, you know what? What if we moved him for some more draft capital, eight to twelve million, and then tried to get better in some other areas like their defense, which has not been good this year? I think they're going to see how much they miss him. I think they're already seeing it. So I'll say I'll be out on this as well. I think I think he's back for one more year, um, if not more than that. Actually, I mean, who knows? Maybe it, it, it's uh, if if the Browns continue to move forward, win football games, become playoff team, which is definitely on the table. Maybe OBJ sticks around. Uh, but I am I am out on him having played his last game in Cleveland. The Rams will make the playoffs. I'm in on that, Verderam, I even though it's very tentative. But I used him as my sleeper, so I got to be in. Let's go, Rams. Your defense is – Jared Goff, you're not going to turn the ball over four times again this season. Make it happen. All right. So, to me, this question came down to one thing. Do I want to pick the Rams for the playoffs or the Bears for the playoffs? Mm-hmm. And – I I have no confidence in either one of them, but I'm out. I'm going to say the Bears for one reason. I think the schedule's a lot easier. The schedule's a lot easier. Jacksonville, Houston, Minnesota twice, Detroit at home. You win those, that's 10. Like the Rams, man, they still got now the Niners are beat to hell, so they probably beat them, but like still gotta play Seattle. Still gotta play the Cardinals a bunch. Like you start looking at it. Like, all right. I mean, now they do get the Jets, they do get the Pats, you know, but they already played all those NFC East teams. The Rams do hold the breaker on them, but I'll I'll go with the Bears. So I'll say out. But I, I <laughs> I'm holding my breath because yeah. Betting on Nick Foles is like hit, betting on black with 10 grand and just hoping to God that the, the, the damn ball rolls right. Well, when you did the Bears schedule, you were hoping that in this four-game stretch, at least the way I was looking at it, at Rams, home with the Saints, at Titans, home with the Vikings, you'd go 2-2. Two and two. Yeah, I agree. Well, you're at 0-2 right now, and you're a five-and-a-half-point underdog at Tennessee. So at this point, like – I think Bears fans might sign up for one and three. I think uh, you would. Yep. Yeah. So, so then Green Bay, now you're one and you're last, now you've won one out of your last five. Detroit, Texans, Vikings, Jaguars. Can you win three or four? I think it's a fair bet that you're making there, Verderam. I think the Bears can, and, 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 and for the love of God, can you get better as the season goes along? And can the, I mean, you would think that they can't get any worse and their offensive line will get healthier. They'll get, Cody Whitehair back and all that. But I'm still taking the Rams. I, I think uh, end of the day, they're just more solid. All right. Cowboys will fire Mike McCarthy before he's coached. We're up to 24 games in or out. So I'm out. I think he's going to coach more than 24 games this season and a half. But I got to tell you, this season has been such a tire fire. You could make the argument he's done after this year. And that Jerry just eats the money. That's a lot of money to eat. I don't care who you are. But, man, this has been so pathetic and so publicly horrendous. Like, it's it's not even just that they're bad. There's all this, like, sniping and back and forth. It's just 
brutal. But I think Jerry, in an effort to prove that he wasn't wrong, will say, look, injuries, we're going to run it back and give him one more year. So I'm taking that he'll be he'll he'll coach for two full seasons. But man, I got to tell you, it, by the passing minute, I am less and less confident in that pick. Yeah, I mean, we were at will he be, get fired at the end of the year? And I think we're, you know, you look at all the injuries and okay, they're not going to move on there. Jerry, he, he hangs around for a long time, man. I I am uh, I am out on this. He, he's I, I'd be. I'd be, I'd be surprised. I think he gets at least two seasons, if not even God knows. I mean, maybe the Cowboys play better next year. Maybe he gets a third into a fourth all the way to the five-year deal. Uh, so I will be out. All right, Matt, what's going on in your life right now other than the fact that you're drying out and coming back strong? You're coming back strong, Ram, after last night, damn it. I am coming back strong, but I am drying out. I, I was just about dried out here, I think, finally. But, my God, I – um. You know what? I'll say this. I'll actually go this route. There's a lot of things we could all, you know, we can all talk about, and and we don't have to get into the political side of it, um, and I won't. But I'll say that it is kind of a sad commentary in a way, but also an uplifting one. I was proud of the fact that there were not any major, major known incidents at polling stations during election day. I think there was a big fear that there was going to be a lot of violence. You know, obviously we saw in some cities things were getting boarded up like crazy. Um, and there weren't complete disasters anywhere. Nobody was, you know, brutally assaulted or anything like that. You know what? Look, I don't care who you vote for, what side of the aisle you're on. If you can't agree that that kind of nonsense has no place in society, then you're lost. Right. And so I'm glad that that didn't happen. And then we went through this election and we had a record setting turnout. And people cast their ballots for who they casted them for. And it went on the way it should go on in this country without violence in a peaceful manner. Now, hopefully that continues here for the next couple of months, right up until Inauguration Day, whether or not that is Trump ending up holding on to the White House or it is Biden going into it, whatever. Because at the end of the day here, like not to be corny, but we are all Americans. Like at some point, we got to start to kind of bridge this massive chasm, this divide that we've got going on. And I'm hoping we can start doing that uh, with, with what was a peaceful election day. Yeah, well, uh, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news to you and everything you're saying. I, I, yes, let's keep the peace, baby. All that. Uh, they're going to do everything they can to bring the election back to Donald. And if that happens by hook or by crook, I don't think you'll be saying the same thing. Uh, I hope that's not going to be the case, by the way. I hope that we have some level of election integrity, but we shall see. Um, what a crazy night. What a crazy world. What a crazy country. What a wonderful podcast. Thank you, by the way, so much for listening to Stack in the Box. Hang with us. Give us a rating. Subscribe. Tell a friend. Anything you want to say special to the listeners right now, Matt? How much they mean to you? Because they mean a, 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 without... People listening, we're going to get fired. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for keeping <laughs> me uh, employed. Appreciate it. Listen longer. Tell a friend. Our, our careers depend on it. Thank you so much. It's been Stacking the Box. Repeat after me. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. I, Kevin, take you, Susan. It's a Jamie from Progressive. Shh, Jamie. No, it's all right. I can talk. Progressive protects you 24-7, which means you can contact us anytime. Shh. Hmm. I'm getting a loud shh 
sound, so I'm going to talk louder. What can I help you with today? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Progressive can do that. Ugh, there's that noise again. Hold on. Let me put you on speaker. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms.